Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to our service today, the 23rd of May. It's Pentecost Sunday today. So we're going to take a a short break from our little series in 1 John to look at uh, the readings for today for for Pentecost Sunday uh, from the book of Acts. And we're going to think about that wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. Our opening hymn, asks that that Holy Spirit, that breath of God would come sweeping through us and revive God's church with life and power. So let's uh, listen and do join in. It's number 305 in the hymn books. Um, Let's uh, join in this hymn together, O Breath of Life. Sweeping through us, revive your church with life and power. O breath of life, come cleanse, renew us, and fit your church to meet this hour. Break us till humbly we confess our need. Then in your tenderness remake us, revive, restore for this we plead. O breath of love, come breathe. Thank you very much, Dahi, for leading us in that opening hymn. Uh, Let's pray, and then we're going to have our first reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for Pentecost Sunday, for this opportunity to gather, to hear from your word. And we pray today you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and revive your church with life and power. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our first reading is from Acts chapter 2 and verses 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like the, like the mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, 
and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocked, said, They are filled with new wine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, in that reading, the coming of the Holy Spirit was described as being like the sound of a mighty rushing wind, uh, reminding us of the power of God. We've had mighty wind this week, haven't we? And it reminds us of God's power. And uh, there were tongues of fire that came down, which reminds us of God's purity, his holiness. And as we remember those things, we we can't help but think God is an awesome God, uh, and we don't always treat him as such. Sometimes we're casual or forgetful or flippant about him. And we're going to say sorry to Almighty God using the words of the Confession on page 102 of the prayer book. So together we pray... Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. In our second reading, we will hear that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wonderful assurance of forgiveness to all those who truly call on the name of the Lord and say sorry. And so I can pray with confidence. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. We're going to declare God's praise by joining together in the words of the Creed. So let us affirm our faith together. Together we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
Well, please do be seated for our second Bible reading, which is from Acts chapter 2 and verses 14 to 21. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, let's pray for God's help as we look at his word. Lord God, our Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that it would be our guide. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray that he would be our teacher. And we pray that this morning and all of our lives, your glory would be our chief concern. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday, and this time last year, many of you had done your first cut. Uh, I think it will be a bit later this year with the weather we've had, but it will come, and you'll all be mad busy. There'll be a job for everyone to be involved in, a team effort to get all the silage cut and bailed and wrapped and lifted. But it's only the first cut. For most of you, there'll be a second cut, and for some, even a third. In the first century in Israel, the day of Pentecost was more like our harvest festivals. It was a celebration that all the harvest was safely gathered in. It was 50 days after the first cut, so they did the first cut, the first cut of the silage, or the the barley harvest as it was then, and that first cut happened around Passover time, which is our Easter time. The first cut, the first fruits of the harvest, was a sign that more would follow. It was a promise of more. And then Pentecost came and it was a celebration, a completion of that promise that there would be more to come. It was a bit like that on the day of Pentecost that we read about today. This was 50 days after Passover, after Jesus had died and risen again. And Jesus was like the the first cut or the first fruits. His resurrection was a promise from God, God's way of saying to the whole world, you see what I did for Jesus, I will do that for all my people. And 50 days after Jesus' death and resurrection, God shows who his people are by giving them his Holy Spirit. This is the completion of Jesus' work, his last act before he returns the pouring out of his Holy Spirit. And with that comes a great harvest. A harvest not of grain or of silage, but of 3,000 people. If we carried on reading in Acts chapter 2 to verse 41, we'd see that. There were over 3,000 who were, who were saved that day, who were brought into God's kingdom, gathered in. Jesus was the first fruits, and the harvest afterwards is enormous. How did it happen? 
Well, remember, after Jesus had risen physically from the dead, he appeared to the disciples and others for a period of about 40 days. 40 days showing them he was really alive. And then he ascended into heaven. But before he went, he promised the disciples that they would get plugged in to the ESB. He promised them that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came. God's Spirit would come and live within them and empower them to be his witnesses. And look what happened. Do you see verse 2, chapter 2, verse 2? There was a sound like, suddenly there came from heaven, a sound like, just like that, a sound like a, a mighty rushing wind, a sound an awesome sound. But it wasn't just a, a sound, there was also tongues of fire. Something came with it. You see chapter 2 verse 3, divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. It wasn't actually fire, but it looked like fire. What did it mean? Verse 4 tells us, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. The wind is a sign of God's power and the fire is a sign of his purity. And just as Jesus promised, the apostles received power to be witnesses for Jesus. And strangely, that began by them speaking not in their own language, but a foreign one. Why was that? Well, I wonder if you've ever been to a foreign country. At the moment, we're all sort of locked in, aren't we? We can't uh, leave. But uh, if you go to a foreign country you'll hear them speaking a foreign language and it's such a relief when finally you hear someone speaking in English or, or maybe you can remember learning Irish and maybe you went to the Gwaeltocht and and then there's the relief when someone finally you're allowed to speak in English again on the day of Pentecost people from all the surrounding areas of Jerusalem would have come to Pentecost we, we read about them in verses 9 to 11 they came for this festival and incredibly, all of a sudden, they hear the mighty works of God declared in their own language by these Galileans. How was that? Had the disciples done a leaving cert in Parthian and Mede? No, we're told in verse 4, the Holy Spirit enabled them to declare God's praises in foreign language. Why? You know what it's like at night time when you, you hear the dogs barking and they, they seem to be having a great chat a conversation between each other and you wonder what what they're saying as they bark from one house to the next what does this mean that's what the crowd ask in verse 12 they say well, what does this mean we, we don't get it what does this what does this mean the short answer is that the good news about jesus is to go to the ends of the earth all languages all people jesus is the king of all nations and everyone needs to hear about him in their own language. And that's what Peter tells them. Now, lots of people don't like uh, public speaking. Maybe you've had to do it once or twice at a wedding or something like that, and, and the nerves beforehand. Peter wasn't all that gone on public speaking either. He was a fisherman. And the last time he spoke in public, he denied Jesus three times. And now look at him not cowering before a servant girl, but standing before a huge crowd, speaking confidently about the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Give ear to my words. What has changed? Well, it's a bit like a thunderstorm. There's, there's a power cut, and then afterwards, 
There's a great relief, isn't there, when you're connected back up to the ESB. Peter has been connected to God. He's been filled with the Holy Spirit. He's received power and he begins to speak. First of all, he answers the mockers, those who were saying that they were drunk. He says, no, we're not drunk. When you're drunk, you don't magically get the gift of speaking another language. He says, we're not drunk. This is, this is too early for that. This is the third hour of the day. That was nine o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk. This is something else. This is what the prophet Joel spoke about. Now, Joel, you'll probably know, was a, a prophet in the Old Testament, a short little book of four chapters, I think, uh, and he had a powerful message, a warning of judgment. Judgment is coming. It's where the world is heading. This week I heard about coronal mass ejections. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, I hadn't heard about them until this week. They're basically massive eruptions from the surface of the sun which shoot out billions of tons of plasma into space. The surface of Mars, the planet Mars, has had its atmosphere stripped away by this sort of thing. But amazingly, the way God has made the Earth means we have a magnetic field which deflects most of the particles and actually gives us wonderful light shows like the Northern Lights. But there is a risk. There's a risk that in July 2025, there could be a bad solar storm. A bad solar storm that could affect us. The article I was reading thinks we should be okay. But then it began to talk about other things that could wipe us out. Nuclear weapons, climate change, pandemics, of course. The truth is, we don't know what will wipe us out. But the warnings of the end should not surprise us. Two and a half thousand years ago, God warned us through the prophet Joel that there will be an end. A day of the Lord. Do you see how it's described at the end of our reading? Chapter 19, chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and vapour, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. Joel said that before the day of the Lord comes, something will happen. Something incredible. When Joel was writing his prophecy, uh, God spoke by his Holy Spirit, but only to a few prophets. Only a few people could declare the wonders of God and speak for him. But Joel promised a time when God would pour out his Holy Spirit on all kinds of people, on all flesh, we're told in verse 17. In the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, all kinds of people, male and female, young and old. People of all ages from all backgrounds can receive God's Holy Spirit and speak about how great God is, declare his mighty works. And Peter says, this is what is happening. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. Jesus was the first fruits, and now it is harvest time. God is giving his spirit to all his people so that they can speak about the mighty works of God, so that they can help to gather in God's harvest, so that many will be safe on that last day. So what Joel said would happen has happened. So what next? What's, what's the next thing on God's calendar? Everything else has happened. What, what's next? Well, do you see verse 20? 
the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. The sun shall be turned to darkness. Well, well, that happened. Do you remember when Jesus died on the cross? That happened. As, as judgment fell on Jesus instead of us, darkness fell over the whole land. In the middle of the day, the sun was turned to darkness. There'll be other signs in nature, such as the, the moon turning to blood. A- and then what's next? What's the next thing on God's calendar? The next thing is the day of the Lord, the great and magnificent day. That is both wonderful and terrifying. It's wonderful for God's people. For those who have called on the name of the Lord, we will finally be with God, enjoying the new heaven and the new earth with no suffering, no sickness, no disability, no broken relationships, no death. Instead, joyful, joyful reunions in our true home, the place we've been searching for all our lives. But it's terrifying for those who have said no to God, who haven't called on the name of the Lord. When I moved to Ireland uh, just over five years ago, one of the things that struck me was the way that you talk to each other in your cars with your lights. In England, we normally only flash someone when we're annoyed with someone. You're blinding me, turn your lights down and you flash them. Or you cut me up and so you flash them. But here, you flash your lights to warn each other. A warning of a cow on the road, or a crash ahead, or a tree, or most likely a speed trap. You want to help people avoid judgment, to save each other from getting a fine. And so you flash to say, slow down, judgment ahead. I wonder, do we bring that desire to help others to be safe from judgment into our Christian lives? It doesn't mean we have to get up with sandwich boards saying the end is nigh and thump our Bibles at people. It doesn't mean that every conversation has to reach a warning about God's judgment. But if we're willing to warn someone with our car headlights about a small danger, should we not be more willing to help those who don't yet know God, who haven't yet called on the name of the Lord, to avoid a greater danger? It doesn't mean we have to say everything, but maybe just the odd comment to get people thinking about the place King Jesus has or doesn't have in their lives. Now you might be thinking that's a, a little bit frightening. But here's the good news. Pentecost not only reminds us that there is a harvest to be had, but also that God gives us the Holy Spirit to empower us to speak for Jesus. The Holy Spirit is given to all those who trust in the Lord Jesus, young and old, male and female, rich and poor. That's what we remember on the day of Pentecost. He will help us. He transformed Peter from being someone who was so frightened to someone who could speak to a huge crowd. You just have to ask for his help. Well, I do hope you get your first cut done soon. And when you do, I'm sure everyone will be involved. As we close this morning, please do just have a look down at verse 21. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In the Christian life, it's always harvest time. We're living in the last days. 
the next date on God's calendar is the day of the Lord. And until that greater magnificent day, there is an opportunity for people to call on the name of the Lord, to say sorry to God for the way we've treated him and the way we've treated other people, and to cry out to him for his help to change. It's harvest time and everyone has a job to do to help people to call on the name of the Lord. Maybe the next time someone flashes their car headlights at you, you could ask yourself the question, am I ready for the day of the Lord? Have I called on the name of the Lord Jesus myself? And if you know that you have, well then perhaps you could ask yourself, is there someone I need to speak to, to to warn, just as this person has warned me with their headlights? Is there someone I could speak to about the coming day of the Lord? And maybe you could pray for them right then. Keep your eyes open if you're driving. Pray for them. And pray that the Holy Spirit will give you the courage to say something. Let's uh, pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the wonderful gift of your Holy Spirit who lives within all of your people, all those who, who have called on you and trust you. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would give us courage uh, and power to be your witnesses, to speak to people about this great and magnificent day, the day of the Lord. Please help us in Jesus' name. Amen. We continue in prayer with uh, joining together in the family prayer, the Lord's Prayer. So together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers. And grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness. And let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people. And bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord. And let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And renew us by your Holy Spirit. We continue in prayer. Our hearts are glad this morning, our Father, as we greet this new Sunday. All that is within us rejoices and praises you. May our lives rise from their prisons of death into beauty and blessedness. We thank you for all that the resurrection of Jesus means to us, that he could not be held by death, that he lives now to intercede for us in heaven and also to be our friend and companion in this world. May the gifts of his grace be poured out upon us. May the Holy Spirit who was given on the first day of Pentecost so fill our hearts and enrich our lives. We now give ourselves to you for this day. We desire to make it a day unstained by sinful thought or word, a day for receiving new measures of the Holy Spirit, a day for coming very close to Jesus, a day for giving out blessings to others. Forgive us all our sins and cleanse and purify our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. A prayer for our work in the harvest 
from John Bunyan, the author of Pilgrim's Progress. Lord, we profess to be your people, yet often we have no care for those who don't know Christ. We profess, and yet so often, don't long for the coming day of the Lord. We profess, and yet by our whole life show to those watching how little a measure of you we have in our hearts. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on us, that the virtues of him who has saved us and called us out of darkness into his marvellous light will be made known to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign Lord, we pray for your world. Thank you for the ceasefire in Israel, and we pray for continued peace and healing in that troubled land. Please may many turn to our Lord Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. We continue to pray for the HSE following the recent cyber attack and pray that those responsible will be brought to justice and the HSE system restored. Further afield, we pray for refugees throughout the world. Please show yourself to them in your great compassion. Save them from bitterness and despair and graciously bless all that is being done for their present relief and their future security. And may they know our Lord Jesus Christ, who himself was a refugee and often had nowhere to lay his head. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those grieving the loss of a loved one at the moment and those whose anniversaries have been remembered recently. Today we especially remember the family and friends of Billy Noonan and of Leslie Humphreys and in a moment of quiet, any others known to us who are grieving at this time. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and to rise again. His cross declares your love to be without limit. His resurrection declares that death, our last enemy, is overthrown. By his victory, we are assured of the promise that you never leave nor forsake your people. Please comfort those who are grieving at this time. Please enable them to find in you their refuge and strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are unwell. We remember Leon Briardy, Stephen Doggett, Amanda Moffat, and in a moment of quiet, any others known personally to us. We pray in your mercy you would change their circumstances to make things better for them. And we also pray that you'd use this difficult experience to change them to make them more like Jesus. Please deepen their faith. May they be patient in affliction, joyful in hope and faithful in prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And the collect for this Sunday, the day of Pentecost. Almighty God, who on the day of Pentecost sent your Holy Spirit to the apostles with the wind from heaven and in tongues of flame, filling them with joy and boldness to preach the gospel. By the power of the same Spirit, strengthen us to witness to your truth and to draw everyone to the fire of your love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we close our prayers by joining together in the fourth collect for morning prayer as together we pray. Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life we may never forget your presence, 
but may remember that we are always walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, if you'd like to look up there, just a, a few announcements before our final uh, hymn. And that's to say that it, In Touch will be happening this Tuesday at 3.30 on Zoom. Uh, evening prayer will be happening on Wednesday night at Ballyhays Church. And then confirmation prep and Teens for Christ at the Rectory Garden on Friday night. And our service times as usual next Sunday morning. Well, uh, our final hymn reminds us that we have a gospel to proclaim uh, because of Jesus's death and resurrection, uh, we ha- we can tell people that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and the Holy Spirit will help us in that mission. So let's uh, join in this final hymn, number four nine one. We have a gospel to proclaim. gospel to proclaim good news for all throughout the earth the gospel of the Savior's name we sing his glory tell his word tell of his birth Bethlehem, not in a royal house or hall, but in a stable dark and dim, the Word made flesh a light for all. Tell of his death at by those he came to save in lonely suffering on the cross for all he loved his life he gave tell of that glorious Easter morn empty the tomb for he was free he broke the power of death and hell that we might share his victory tell of his reign at God's right hand by all creation glorified he sends his spirit on his church to live for him the lamb who died now we rejoice to name him king Jesus is Lord of all the earth. This gospel message we proclaim, we sing 
His glory tell His worth. Well, thank you all for joining us this morning and thank you, Dahi, for leading us in that hymn. Uh, let's close our time together this morning by joining together in the words of the grace. Together we pray, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for listening and hopefully see you soon. God bless.